You're listening to Established, a podcast at Chess Mountain Church. What's up, guys? It's your host, Kelsey, coming at you live with your co-host, just plain BB today. Oh, okay. yeah! Didn't even add an extra. Didn't even nickname. try. Not today. No, because you put so much pressure on me yesterday. Well, it's a rainy day. It's just fitting <laughs> to be plain. Mm. Yep. So we're plain, but not all of us because <laughs> we <That's right. laughs> have a guest with us this morning. We have the guest oh, no. of all guests. The guest. Our friend. I'm so excited about today. Sharon Sneed is here on the Woo! podcast this morning. <laughs> I'm so excited about today. I love it. What? Give him a hello, Sharon. Hello. Yes. <laughs> hello, everyone. Yes. I'm oh, here. In, in the podcast studio. In the flesh. I love yes. it. Yes. Mm, in the flesh. That feels like a fantastic transition, but we won't, we won't go there yet. We won't. Man, I don't know about y'all, but this whole rainy Thursday morning thing has been a struggle. Yeah. Like just getting going, getting out of the house, waking up. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it was a struggle bus. Yes. Pure darkness everywhere. Yes. <laughs> so it was so bad. I was telling y'all before we started recording. Like my kids didn't think it was time to be awake. They could not understand why I had them up and ready because they were like, "It's so dark outside, Dad. Why are we awake?" I was like, "It's a great question. Mm-hmm. It's a great question, kids. Can we just go back to bed?" <laughs> but it was Miss Jennifer's birthday at school. We had to take her. Her present. That's worth getting up for. That's worth getting up Shout for. Shout out to Miss Jennifer if you're out there listening. Shout out Miss Jennifer <laughs> pre- at the Chester Mountain Presbyterian Preschool. Come on. Yes. Woo. Love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> we love shout outs. Man. Well. Sharon, real quick before we jump into the, the meat of this conversation, give, give our people like real quick, who are you? Because oh, like we know, and we're that's why we're so excited. But the, our people need oh, to know. Mm. Oh boy, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, just a couple things about me. Um, I love to sew. Come on. I have been sewing since I was in seventh grade. That's, that's awesome. More than sixty years, wow. I have been sewing. And um, in fact, I was making a quilt for a um, before I came over here. Um, for a ministry down in Gwinnett County wow. for a church. They needed That's help, incredible. and they asked if I could help them. So I said, whoa, yeah. So I love to sew. That's awesome. And, and I can attest that it's amazing because we have a quilt for a little girl that you made. Oh, and it is. What brought blessing, me to tears. What so. a blessing it was to make. Um, but also, if you have something that needs, I love fixing clothes and stuff that's mm-hmm. ripped or Come needs on. mending or... Uh, repairs or That's fixing awesome. i love it i love so to do it fun. so all you um, teenagers with ripped jeans <laughs> oh we'll just resolve that they drive me nuts <laughs> i want to carry patches around and say i can fix that for you oh that's amazing uh, it's the it. honest truth i have told some of those young girls i'll fix your jeans for you <laughs> And most of the responses were, I paid good money for these to yeah, look like They paid like extra this. for those <laughs> those jeans to be torn. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, and, and probably another thing is my husband and I just love to travel. Mm. Yeah. We have learned so much in our travels. Awesome. And we're so grateful that we've been able to do that. 
It's amazing. So well, cool. we're so excited to have you today. It's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited for this conversation. So in case you misestablished last night, or if you're just tuning in from afar, we are on week five already. Mm. How about that? It does not feel like we've been in five Mm. weeks of established, but Mm, it's been rich. And Mm. this particular week, we have talked about Christology or the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And man, there is a lot, a lot to unpack Mm. here. So... Let's get going. Mm. So our main Mm -hmm. idea is that Christology is the study of the person and work of the second person of the Trinity, which is Jesus. Mm. And in Jesus, we see God incarnate and the savior of the world. And I love what John Piper says that if you don't savor Christ, then you haven't seen Christ for who he is. Mm. And man, while we, we hope the goal, one of the goals, is that we come out with more understanding about the things that we're talking about while we're working through doctrine. The greater goal is that we should be led to marvel. Mm. And one of the reasons I was so excited about today in particular, Sharon, a few weeks ago, it feels like it was yesterday, but when I got to hang out um, with you and Joel, one of the things that we had talked about are things that God's teaching us in our lives right now. And you had shared with me that God is teaching you that you haven't even began to scratch the surface Mm -hmm. of who he is, that there's just so much more. And I love the authentic way that you marvel at all of scripture. Mm -hmm. And so I want to make sure that we really, really get there because I see you practice this well and authentically and i'm so Mm. thankful for that Mm. well it is marvelous (laughs) it is marvelous yeah um and when you bb when you read that last night about if you don't savor christ you haven't seen him for who he is Mm. that hit me right between the eyes Mm. because i have to be honest there are times when i have a cold heart Yeah. yeah and um I heard it said that we should think about, we should repeat the gospel every day. Mm-hmm. That is a good thing to learn and to practice. Yeah. Yep. Think about it every day, what yeah. it means. Yeah. And the same with that. Yeah. Um, if you have a cold heart, try to figure out, okay, why? Yeah. You know, or we're not being grateful or we're looking at things that don't mm. matter. That's why? good. Mm. That's good. Man, so the the first thing mm. that we've got to figure out is if we're wanting to marvel all of mm. the Trinity, but specifically we're talking about marveling Jesus, we got to know who he is. Mm-hmm. So, BB, if you could read for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd love to. Uh, John 1, right? Come on. All right, so John 1, verses 1 through 3 and verse 14 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is so good, like, to understand who Jesus is. This is how the Apostle John starts his gospel off, like, with this clear understanding of who Jesus has always been. Mm -hmm. And that he is, 
we have seen his glory. We've seen God because we've seen mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, though we personally haven't seen him physically, the apostle John had. Mm-hmm. And um, which means he had seen the image of God, as Colossians right. talks about. Mm. This passage, if I could jump in. Yeah, come yes, on. Yes, please. This passage is one of my favorites. Yeah. And I heard a preacher preach on that and what he said, and it's the truth. John connects the dots for us yeah. in these verses. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you look and see, what does that word, word mean? Yeah. Right. And I'm sure, you know, you've studied that, that it's referring to Christ, yeah. to Messiah. And if you substitute that word with the name Jesus, it tells us who he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the beginning was Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. Yeah. yeah. He connects the dots for us. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I love that passage. It's yeah. so rich. Mm. And one of the things that we had talked about out of that is one of the most important questions, if not the most important question that we can really ask and answer for ourselves is who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to me? And in Matthew 16, reading in verse 13 to 17, it says, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do you or who do people say that the son of man is? Mm -hmm. And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, Mm -hmm. for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to move past that question that that is out of the mouth of Jesus himself, but who do you say that I am? Isn't it interesting too, though, in that passage, Jesus says, who do people say the son of man is? And then he directly addresses the disciples says, but who do you say I am? Mm -hmm. So it's this like generic, like who do people say the son of man is? And then in a, in a transition, he, without saying it directly, he's like, Mm connecting i am the son of man i am the son of god who do you say i am mm-hmm. i just love i love that moment of how mm-hmm. jesus addresses the disciples there mm-hmm. with the most important question that we could ever ever be asked or ever answer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i just I, as you're reading i was like i love that oh it's huge that mm-hmm. moment right and how mm-hmm. jesus just is always like playing the game so well with our minds yeah mm-hmm. to make us think mm-hmm. so good and the reality is like i've i've sat with this question ever since we talked about it yesterday who who is jesus to me and have been reflecting and the honest truth is there are so many ways to answer this question mm-hmm. right there's this piece of me that since we're podcasting i feel like i need to give the most right or the most (laughs) intellectual sounding Mm. answer but truthfully like when i think of who jesus is to me like i i know him to be the deliverer Mm. when i think about the things that i've walked through and poor choices that i've made and places i found Mm. myself feeling stuck he just 
put his hand on me, picked me up, and moved me out of it. And yeah. I had I I didn't feel like I could. I thought it was impossible. And he made ways where there weren't ways. Mm-hmm. So is he I mean he's so many things. He's so many things. Like we talked about attributes of God last week, and I'm thinking back to yeah. that of how can he possibly be everything I've ever wanted that I didn't know I needed? Mm-hmm. All at the same time, imperfection, mm. and I'm seeing it play out mm. in a body like mine. Mm-hmm. But who is Jesus to you? It's mm. rich. Mm. Uh, yeah, like in what I love about knowing who Jesus is and what we talked about is like how he. He is God, so he's fulfilling all the attributes of God. Right. Mm-hmm. While also being human, so he's relating to us in that moment. And so, you know, you always hear the question, is Jesus your personal Lord and Savior? And we love the fact that he's our Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, we struggle with the fact that he's our Lord. Right. But I love that idea. I'd say you know, um, so I wasn't going to talk about it, but the idea like the offices of Christ. Mm-hmm. We won't spend a lot of time here, but um, that he's prophet priest and king right he's the ultimate source of truth he's a prophet but he's not just a prophet he's priest that he is the final atonement he's the perfect uh perfect priest high priest that can take uh the payment for our sins and makes intercession he's our mediator as scripture tells us but he's also king all authority is his Mm -hmm. and i love the idea that he's king yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as it rubs against my broken soul that wants to do what I want to know that he has the authority to tell me what to do. But in the same sense, he's my priest who intercedes yeah. and stands in my place and mediates for me. But he's also the ultimate source of truth. So all that comfort. So mm-hmm. I love that idea of who he is and how he fills those offices and, Mm. And that he, like, when you think about where you were before Jesus met right. you mm-hmm. and what he's rescued us out of, mm-hmm. like I say, I want to say it all the time, like, I'm shocked that I do what I do yeah. because I know who I am and I know mm-hmm. who I was. Mm-hmm. And he's the good God that does that. Yeah. I mean, he snatched me out of the pits of darkness. Won't he mm-hmm. do it? And, um, and it's only because of him. Without him, like, I'm in a really different season of life. Mm-hmm. Same. Or a different place in life, really. But I love this question. It's so mm. good. It's a great question to ask people also. Yeah. It's not threatening. It gives them a chance to really be open and say what they think. That's right. It's who is he? Yeah. You know, who is he? And it gives you a great sounding um, board yeah. from which to jump, you yeah. know, and good. talk about. It's such a good question to ask for like evangelism too, because right. Right. how you answer this question will really determine what you believe. Who yeah. he is to Who you. he is to you. Yes. Because if he's yes. just the man that gets you out of hell, but you want nothing mm. to do with his lordship, mm. you probably don't know him. Right. Or if he's just a man, he seems like he had great morals. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, yeah. no, he's God. I love that. Yeah. That's such a good question. I love yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah. Who is he to you, Sharon? I'm with you. How in the world can you answer that? <laughs> um, you know, I I, th- I think about his faithfulness. Mm. 
faithfulness every day and through all that um through all that you go through yeah and his faithfulness um mm. faithful father faithful provider I, I was just speaking to someone this morning about you know who's taking care of you mm. well i'm taking care of myself i'm working and i'm no no god is our provider and we had better never say that it's us mm. um provider um my savior um i it's overwhelming yeah and when i think about when i get to heaven mm. i just want to hug him i just want to hug him mm. thank him for what he's done for me yeah. mm. you know um I didn't live a bad life. I haven't I haven't lived a life that you could say, oh, they they were you know, but my goodness was just as rotten. Mm. Any goodness that was in me was just as rotten. And um we have no goodness in ourselves. And until we realize that, um mm. we need him. And the older I get, the longer I go. I think about how desperate we are for him. Yeah. Desperate. Mm. Desperate with with no hope without him. Desperate. Mm. Man, desperate. <laughs> so good. Well, we could I could mm. pray and be done. Like <laughs> it's so good. Like seriously mm. so encouraged by that and we were talking about it before we started recording, like the beauty of knowing Jesus, mm. the beauty of pursuing Jesus mm. for years is the more I learn about him, the more I realize I don't know. I don't, I barely know anything. The older I get. Mm. So I've been pursuing Jesus since I was almost 19. Um, and I'm, I'll turn 32 this year. And, uh, gosh, I, I'm like, man, I don't know anything, but I'm so great. Like every time I come, to this moment of like studying Jesus and seeing him or hearing mm. you like just that moment, hearing you talk about Jesus and your passion, mm. like mm. it makes me want to know so much more about him. Mm. And the beauty is he's the God that meets us. Yeah. Yep. He's so faithful to provide us the answers of who he is. Mm. So encouraged mm. by it. Mm. Mm. And, and that's just it. He's, He's not hiding yeah. from us. Like <laughs> that's good. Like he's given us a a, a book to yeah. to know him, and because of Jesus, mm. who is interceded and is interceding on mm. our behalves, I mean, we get to have relationship mm. with the Father. This book isn't just words on a page anymore. Like mm. it's it's life. Mm. It is living, breathing, and it's supplying mm. our own lives. Mm. Mm. And, and the fact that Jesus, which I love that BB said this last night, but we've got to be okay with wrestling yeah. with the fact that Jesus is part of the Godhead. He is a part of the Trinity. Mm -hmm. And that part of the Trinity, who is very much God, is completely God. Mm -hmm. 
put on the flesh that we are sitting here in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that has to create a little bit of rub to us. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if I really think about mm-hmm. the bigness mm-hmm. of God, yeah. mm-hmm. it's got to mess me up a little bit that mm-hmm. that got put mm-hmm. in a human body. And mm-hmm. like BB said earlier, like I, I know what I'm like. Mm-hmm. You you know what you're like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Jesus put mm-hmm. this on and came to, to this filthy place Mm -hmm. god himself stepped down Mm -hmm. into this Mm -hmm. it's got to rub us and it's back Mm -hmm. to the one of the very first things that we said uh, that quote from john piper if you don't savor christ then you haven't Mm -hmm. seen christ for who he is Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. like we've said all throughout our podcast journey so far we say it and establish every week but Mm -hmm. there is a very big importance for a right understanding of these things right. for a right yes. understanding of doctrine a right understanding of theology because if yes. i don't truly know who christ is then i cannot savor him because i do not know him yeah right mm-hmm. so jesus yeah. fully human yeah fully god so let mm. let's talk about some of his human characteristics first mm. and i think I don't know about y'all, but for me, I want to say there's more friction in my heart thinking about his human side than there is his God side. Yeah. Yes. So, man, so Jesus is like us in every way, Mm. in body, in heart, in mind, and in will. He just did it flawlessly, perfectly, zero Mm. sin. Mm-hmm. And I love, oh, I love Hebrews 4.15. It tells us, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with mm-hmm. our weaknesses, mm-hmm. but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have a high priest who is able to sympathize with us. Mm-hmm. I, I need that. My heart bleeds with empathy. I deeply, deeply, deeply want to connect with people. I want to understand. Mm-hmm. I want to feel the things that they feel. So both the empathy and the sympathy, like I, I crave that. And to know that scripture tells me mm-hmm. that Jesus can do and does and is doing that for me because he knows what I've been yeah. through, because he lived what I've been through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so... So if he's high priest that intercedes on my behalf, and he feels the way I... F- like, has felt what I feel. Right. And he deeply feels it. Yeah. Like, and then you read the story of, like, when his friend Lazarus dies, he mm-hmm. weeps over it. Mm-hmm. So as, like, when I think... When I connect those dots that he... Romans 8 tells me he is interceding on my behalf. He's He weeps when his friend passes, mm-hmm. knowing full and well he's about to heal him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's what I love about that. It, it's not just this like rock of emotion where it's just like, I'm going to do this so I don't have to feel it, mm-hmm. but that he felt it. But then I know as he's interceding on my behalf, he's feeling the pain of... Right the struggles that I'm having and the temptation that I'm facing and mm-hmm. him pleading with the father on my behalf to, to keep mm-hmm. me. I, I think about the, um, we didn't talk about it last night, but in John 17, the, uh, yeah. the, his prayer mm-hmm. and, and you see even the heart of Jesus, like 
for his the pe- for the disciples, but also for all that will believe one day. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. so he doesn't. He's not like to me. What that helps me do with his humanity side, knowing that is as much as it is hard to understand. Like he had a human will, but it was always submissive to his divine will. Mm. Is that he can connect in the deepest darkest moment of my life and he's wanting me to like mm-hmm. to succeed for his glory and mm-hmm. i don't know so it's like comforting to know that um this is how god sees me in deep emotion mm-hmm. wanting more for me mm-hmm. so he's not a like distant god that doesn't care about me yeah. but he's a very near and present mm-hmm. invested mm-hmm. savior king um yes. so Mm. Mm. I could talk a lot about that, but I, I've talked. Y'all have heard me enough for those yeah, that come on Wednesday good. nights. It's good. What I do you could, What do you think, Mister? Uh, honestly, it hurts my head. It hurts my brain to try to come to grips with. He was totally God and totally. <laughs> all we can do is read the scripture. Let's yeah. go to the scriptures. Come on, and we don't have to understand it. We don't, we can't, we cannot. And we look at the scriptures and read them for what they're saying. And we can only trust because we, we, there's so much we don't know. Yeah. And all we can do is trust what we're reading. (laughs) So good. So fully human. One of the things that you said yesterday when you were talking about fully human and body, so the physicality mm. of Jesus. Mm. Like, I I can't help but think about Jesus as a child. Yes. Like, B.B. talks about mm-hmm. his children quite a bit, and especially, like, young, young kids, mm-hmm. the way they run around outside and play with their friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, things like racing each other or skipping rocks or just plucking the grass i mean if eating the dirt probably i feel like jesus wouldn't have done that that it's not sinful but it feels like something he wouldn't have done but maybe maybe he did because he's fully human but when i think about the physicality of jesus that he also probably scraped his knee as a kid and he maybe had normal I mean, normal cuts and got splinters. Yeah, yeah. he was. He learned he's a, to carpenter. Be a carpenter. Absolutely, yeah. and he got splinters. And that body mm. is what he continues to have. Yeah, after his resurrection. Mm. I had never thought of that before. I had not either. <laughs> I had never thought of that the possibility, but that is truth. Yeah, when we read Revelation, that is truth. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I just, I mean, like even because we know so little about his childhood, right? Uh, we know that he was mm-hmm. in the temple, um, mm-hmm. but we don't. We know he grew. We knew he grew in his wisdom according to scripture. But like, mm-hmm. I do think that is cool to think about. One, like how lucky is Mary? Oh my gosh! Like, mm-hmm. shit, perfect son. Didn't, <laughs> he didn't sin, so there's no back talking. There's no disrespecting. Completely honored his mother and father perfectly. Mm-hmm. 
kind of jealous about that. Uh, <laughs> but it is like, it is a beautiful thing to think about. And it's a humbling thing to think about yes. that God put on flesh and became yes. a, a, a baby. So yes. a complete dependence on mm. Mary and yeah. Joseph and yeah. their community. Mm. And uh, now as he grew, grew in, st- in like, but it, I do think it is, um, I don't even remember what you asked. Oh, resurrection after his body resurrected after that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Think about that. He's coming mm. back on a white horse. Yes. With his scars still to sh- show. Yes. His scars are not a sign of weakness. They're a sign of finality. Like this mm. is done. And yeah. I think it's, I don't know. I I'd never thought about it until I started studying this, but because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. when he's ascended and, Acts 1, when he ascends to heaven, the angel says he will return in the same way that he left, mm-hmm. and which means he'll return in the same body. Yes. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely crazy to me. It's I one of those you're just like, I don't, what, I what do you say? I can't, I, yeah. If you could I see can't. us right now, we're just nodding our heads a lot, I, <laughs> smiling. <laughs> But it tells us that we, we, and we will see, we will be like him for we shall see him as he is. Um, That tells me that our glorified body, we will have one. Yeah, come on. And I don't know what that means, but mm, man, yeah. And we we could sit all day on any of this, right? I think the other one that I'd love to, chat about a little bit specifically uh is his human will Mm -hmm. just like just a real light conversation right nothing Mm. like a rainy thursday (laughs) talking about his human will (laughs) so such a helpful conversation yesterday when we were working through this um while it brought clarity it also brought a long list of questions Mm -hmm. at least for me i think in questions Mm -hmm. um but in the same way as jesus had two minds he had a divine mind and a human mind um is a similar concept with his will mm. and he has both a divine will mm-hmm. and he also has a human will because yeah. if jesus is fully mm. man then it means that his human will is finite yeah but because he is also god mm-hmm. he knows mm-hmm. the will of the father and Mm-hmm. That and it's his will, right? Because he's he's will. one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and that makes passages like you know, Jesus in the garden praying, mm-hmm. "Lord, take this, let this cup pass for me, <laughs> not yeah. but mm-hmm. not as I will, but your will be done. Your mm-hmm. will be done." And when I think about things like this, that. It was equally his own will, but he's fighting his human will, praying for his divine will that he already knows, but is saying if there's any other way. And it's the tension playing out of two two wills in one body. Hello. Which I don't know if you want to go there, but I'm going to ask it anyways. This sparked a question in me thinking about free will mm-hmm. and that's a conversation we have um quite a bit in christian life you have free will but you're also mm-hmm. chasing after the will of the father right um, his ways mm-hmm. are not our ways and so we want 
his ways. Mm -hmm. So we're praying for that. But I mean, did Jesus experience free will since he also had his divine will? Like help, help me make sense of that. I don't know how to ask it better Mm-hmm. than that. I don't know if that brings any clarity at mm-hmm. all, but how can you have free will if you're also, for lack of better terms, I guess, bound by your divine will or are mm-hmm. you bound by it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want me to go? I would love for okay. you to. Um, I think it's important that we define free will. Um, do I, can I, can I operate in a way that goes can I operate in a way that goes against God? Absolutely. Can I operate in a way that changes what God is planning? No. And so, which Mm -hmm. I think is important to distinct, Mm -hmm. right? I can't do anything in my free will that changes the plans of God. Right. Mm -hmm. I can act in disobedience. I can rebel against God. I can do these things, but I cannot act um, in a way that would change him or change Mm-hmm. what he has planned from the beginning of, as scripture tells us from the fa- before the foundations of the earth. Mm. Um, so, mm. and then when it comes to Jesus, though he has, um, though he is a human will and a divine will, the reality is his divine, because he's divine, he cannot do anything that would go against his character, right. which means his human will is ultimately submissive to the divine will. Mm-hmm. Though he experiences it in the sense of like, in the garden, it is not a sin that he asked the father. Ultimately, like you can read it almost as he's asking for a way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a sin because ultimately in the moment he's like, mm. I, I want to, I'm going to do all things that please you. Mm. And um, so I do like, I do not believe that he could have, he could have acted against that because if he would have acted against the will of the father, then he would have been in sin. Absolutely. It would have been in disobedience. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. So it's that reality of like, you've ever heard the questions though. What if, could God do this? Mm-hmm. And they're usually these questions that make him act against himself mm-hmm. or act against his character. The reality is because mm-hmm. he's God, because he's completely holy. He's completely just and completely right. Uh, righteous is he cannot do anything. Mm-hmm. He would never do anything that acts against his will. It's not that he's limited to it. He would just never not do it. So, right. There, no, there's, he's not he's not lacking power he just would always operate within his in his character right because he's holy and just mm-hmm. so we can come up with these hypothetical questions all day long yeah but they're hypotheticals and they don't matter mm. right the question of the will is important but right. it's important to know that because he's holy yep mm-hmm. his human will will always submit to the divine will mm. yeah so in his free will, he's not like, there's not a moment where Jesus was on the edge of, of sinning. Mm, he did yeah. it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And we see that even uh, when you read the story of him being tempted by the devil. Right. Yes. It's not even like, it doesn't mm. even creep into his thought when Satan tempts him with like, all this can be yours. You can rule and reign over this. Mm-hmm. In the back of his mind, he knows I, I reign over everything. I reign over you, Satan. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was never a moment of like him potentially stumbling. Yeah. Right. Because his no, divine will would yeah. always would mm-hmm. always trump his mm-hmm. human will. I always wonder about free, uh, the uh, term free will. Yeah. I always wonder about that. Where did that come from? Um, That's a great question. 
you know, know. we read in the scriptures, whosoever will Mm -hmm. may come. But then we also read chosen before the foundation of the world. Yeah. I think that's one of those things that we really can't understand. The the mystery of the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, We can't understand it. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a few weeks too, when we get on uh, soteriology and the doctrine of salvation, the idea of... Mm how the sovereignty of God and man's responsibility align somehow. Mm. So Jesus was responsible mm. to live a, a sinless life. Right. But because he is God and sovereign, he would have never chosen. It's also important to know because he was born a virgin, he was not born with sin nature like you and I. Right. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and that's pivotal. That's why the incarnation is so important mm-hmm. because he was not born... Yes. The same way that you and I were born into corruption, into um, like we we were by nature children of wrath. Right. Jesus right. was not because he was mm-hmm. born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit. This idea of, and it's important to know that, yeah, mm-hmm. because it changes the game yes. for all of our understanding of who he is. Yes, because right. if he's not born of the virgin, mm-hmm. if God just anointed him at birth then he cannot live the sinless life because he was born a sinner according right. to the Bible. Right. Yes. So that's when, if, if the virgin birth doesn't take place, his free will or his, his human will would have probably led him to sin. That's but that's why the virgin birth, the incarnation of Christ is so, such a valuable yeah. close handed discussion. Um, because if not, then we have no grounds for right. our faith. Man, that's yeah. so helpful. Agreed. So helpful. Yes. So, I do want to ask before we kind of shift into talking about the deity of Jesus. Um, hmm. I want to know how it makes you feel, what it stirs in you, knowing what we know of Jesus, specifically in his humanity, that he is the one that is seated at the Mm. right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf Mm. because I'll I'll be honest after this conversation last night and been stirring with this all morning as I was praying this morning I just I felt a little bit different I I thought about this moment of like I'm I'm asking God for things and I'm sharing things with God and if Jesus was not did not had not I have no mediator Mm. (laughs) and because of Jesus, I have access to Mm. the father Yeah, (laughs) and that that's unbelievable. Like it, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It it stirred me up just thinking about it over the last 24 hours. So I'm I'm curious when, especially when you Mm. think about the intermediating piece Mm. that he's going to the father on your behalf mm. in the light of his humanity what what does that do for y'all mm. Mm. i think about you know when uh, when we do something shameful or something we regret you know um it hurts you know it, it's it's got to hurt him, yeah. You know, um, and we don't want to do that. Mm. You know, we don't want to do that. Um, mm. 
I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, you know, like, I, because, you know, you start focusing on your, on yourself and unworthiness. Hmm. On us, be, you know, me being unworthy. Mm. Unworthy. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, it's just a comforting thing, too. Like, even in the moments of, like, my conviction. What, one, what is, what is it of God that leads us to repentance? It tells us it's his kindness. kindness yeah. And um, yeah. so I even think of that, and I think of, like, I was looking, like, the end of Stephen's life. So in Acts mm. chapter 6, he's stoned, and we see that Jesus stands. Mm, yeah. We know Jesus is seated at the right mm. hand of God because his work is finished. Yeah. But him standing to welcome Stephen into the glory. Awesome. Um, I think a lot of that awesome. is like the humanity of Jesus. One, we think about that. Un- he is not unable to sympathize with us. Right. So in that moment, in this horrific moment mm. of Stephen's life being taken by stoning, Jesus stands mm. to greet him. Um, Man. And I just think about that like wow. what that does because of his uh, – his experience mm. with human emotion, mm-hmm. his f- how he feels, his heartbreak from when we mm. when we mess up and we rebel, but also his uh, his like satisfaction when we when mm. we endure yeah. is uh, is a pretty exciting thing, and it's all because mm. of his humanity mm. or his, ex- his experience as human mm. uh, human. Right. Mm. Right. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> so then we arrive that he's fully God. Yeah. Fully God. Fully. Entirely. Mm-hmm. And it, it would be an injustice if we didn't start with mm-hmm. Colossians 2 9 that for in him the whole fullness of deity <laughs> dwells mm. bodily. Mm. You gotta love that whole fullness yeah just for extra emphasis yeah. as if fullness or whole wasn't, wasn't sufficient wasn't sufficient we, we needed both <laughs> but you mm. see what paul's doing there I want mm. you to see it's not just because he can't just be 99 percent god right mm. we can be 99.9 percent god he had to be fully whole fully god mm. i love that yeah sorry i, I derailed no, you it's good it's good and the bottom line of this is that if we want to know what God is like, mm-hmm. then we look at who Jesus is and what Jesus mm-hmm. did. Yeah. It, it's God in flesh, mm-hmm. <laughs> God incarnate. So mm-hmm. we're, we're reading these stories about Jesus. And I think sometimes too, it's easier. Definitely. It's easier to connect with his human side because Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we relate to. That's what yeah. we are. Mm-hmm. So when we're reading through the Gospels and just hearing about Jesus doing some normal things, mm-hmm. right? I'm mm-hmm. connecting with that and feeling like I'm just reading a story about any old human being sometimes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if we're not careful, it is really easy to miss why this is such a big deal is because yeah. mm. it is completely God mm-hmm. completely. So, so yes, because he's fully man, we can relate. And that's why he is the perfect mediator. Mm-hmm. But because he's fully God, like we have to marvel at that. 
It has to draw worship out of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it makes everything he did completely unordinary. Mm -hmm. Completely. Completely. Even when it feels like I can relate to Jesus, Mm -hmm. Jesus is still, what does it say? The whole fullness. Mm -hmm. He is completely, totally God. Completely, totally. That's my paraphrase. (laughs) Completely, totally. Totally. 100%. The whole shebang. Through and through. Yeah. Mm. And we kind of highlighted last night just different characteristics of God, which following the week of attributes, it's basically the same list, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're Mm -hmm. triune. They're one and the same. Mm -hmm. Fulfilling it in different roles, right? So we talked about omnipotence and eternal and the omniscience and the sovereignty and the immortality and i mean there's a lot of a lot of meat here the one in particular mm-hmm. i want to sit with a little bit is talking about his sovereignty mm-hmm. mm. this this quote is kind of nagging at me mm-hmm. and sharon i'd be curious i bet you felt similarly mm-hmm. um, that which he has not assumed he has not healed so jesus could forgive sins and jesus spoke with authority And all of humankind's eternal state depends on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yet, if he had not assumed it, he couldn't heal it. Mm. I have to be honest with you. I don't understand what that means. That comment, what Gregory of this man said. I'm not really sure Mm. I I, I grasp that. I read that, but I'm not sure that I grasp can grasp it yeah yeah so uh, i'll do my best to explain it because it's one of those uh, i think the people of old spoke with uh deeper knowledge and were just smarter than me uh so he assumed the sins of the world so second corinthians 5 uh, 21 he became sin who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of god Christ in his sinless nature and mm. his sinless life at the cross assumed the sins of the world for the propitiation, the payment mm-hmm. of God's wrath. He took on God's wrath towards us. So he assumed it because he's assumed it. He can heal it. Right. Yes. Um, and that's like, mm-hmm. it's important because the reality is even all the miracles we see Jesus perform, even Naz- or Lazarus being raised from the dead. Like mm-hmm. he was dead. Jesus brings him back to life. Does it with the little girl. The reality is they still all died. Right. It wasn't final. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Jesus's death in assuming mm-hmm. our sins was the finality of it. Like is what seals us forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, yeah. Is that, does that help? It's a it's still a tough phrase, but yeah, it it, it it's just difficult for me to understand. <laughs> <laughs> that helps, and it it could be a little mm. bit of a flawed phrase, but it's still yeah. I think yeah. it's important to understand that he assumed on himself the sins of the world, right. the sins of those that would believe. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and at at the end of it all, as we're kind of wrapping up our time. I mean, ultimately, because of his deity, Mm. it demands Mm. a rightful 
mm. appropriate response of us mm. because he is worthy. He is worthy of all yes. of it. Yes. Equally, it demands our worship and our obedience, but mm-hmm. our obedience is also worship, right? right? Mm-hmm. So we said it at the very beginning that the ultimate goal, while yes, it's to understand that he is both fully God and fully man, and there's unity and distinction. While those things are important, and our heart for you as listeners is that you understand that too, because it it's a foundational block of our faith. It matters. Mm-hmm. But even more so than that, if you know it, and it does nothing to you, mm-hmm. and we walk away the same, mm-hmm. we've missed it entirely. Yeah. True. It Mm -hmm. demands a rightful Mm -hmm. response. Mm -hmm. How could we not fall on our face Mm -hmm. in worship? Yes. Mm -hmm. How could I not look myself in the mirror Mm -hmm. and think, what, what am I? Mm -hmm. Who am I? Mm -hmm. How I don't deserve any of this. And and it puts me back in my rightful place. So even Mm -hmm. more than putting him in his rightful place, I find that my pride Mm -hmm. needs to be put myself Mm -hmm. in my rightful place. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes, if Jesus is somehow Mm -hmm. like me without all of the sin, Mm. and he's also God, (laughs) it, it demands something of us. rich demands are all and it's it's the importance of uh something you shared earlier sharon is like uh Mm -hmm. the desperation we need to Mm -hmm. remind ourselves of the gospel daily not that we need to be saved daily Mm -hmm. but i need to preach the gospel to myself because i'm so Mm -hmm. i'm so quick to forget yes and so as i remember the gospel Mm -hmm. it will demand a rightful response daily yeah yes but it also shows that this is why those that do not believe that have heard the gospel and, and choose, or those that have never heard the gospel and still choose themselves in their sin, mm-hmm. the response from God is wrath. And that's yes. just because of who he is. But for us yes. that carry his presence with us, mm-hmm. then it, it changes everything for mm-hmm. us. The gospel changes everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's not enough just to give intellectual assent to it or to give um to just say things nice about god it demands all of us so an overflow of our heart Mm. and our actions and how we worship how we love people how we handle finances whatever it is everything everything is affected by who christ is yeah true and it comes back to that question who is he to you Mm. to you Mm. Because if he is, if he is savior, if he is Messiah, which is what Christ means, mm-hmm. and he is king, mm-hmm. then he's not just enough to like be thankful that he has paid your penalty of sin, but he is mm-hmm. worthy to give your whole life to. Yeah. So that's why the Christian life is a life, come and die, come and mm-hmm. die to self that mm-hmm. you might have life. Mm-hmm. The enemies come that you might, that he'll still kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life and life abundantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that is death to self and life in Christ. Mm-hmm. And my inner being, the who I am in this sinful body 
will wage war against that. And so I have to constantly remind myself mm. that Christ died, that I might have something better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might have him. Yeah. Mm. So good. Wow. And I want to end with, with this question. Cause I, I think it's important that we're talking about big things that at moments feel far away or they feel mm-hmm. conceptual, if you will. But as as BB's just alluded to, like dying to self is a daily practice. And like Sharon started out yes. with, mm-hmm. I've got to remember the gospel daily. I have to remember Every Jesus day. daily. Mm-hmm. So when I think about Jesus and his obedience, his perfect obedience to the Father, how does that affect your obedience to the father Mm. and your obedience and following Jesus. And in that too, would love if we can share some practicality too. Mm. Mm. I always like to think about that. I wear this necklace and it has five letters and the letters are P R I D E. Mm. And I put it on every morning. In the middle of that word is I. And we need to take that necklace off every, 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 whenever needed, every minute of every day. Yeah. Because we, we are self serving and we are, it is in us Mm. to think about ourselves. Yeah. In every aspect. Um, and so because of that pride we need to we need to take that off every day um because he he he's worthy he's right. worthy there's no he's worthy come on and um like you said if we look in our who are we who are we yeah to say i think i'll wear this today Mm. I know a little better than you do. Oh my goodness! Mm. Mm. Anyway, so every day, every day it's a fight. That's good. Every day it's a fight. Mm. Yeah, I think um, being your proximity matters, and so mm. where you where you place yourself. Mm-hmm. So I wanna I wanna place myself, and I'm not perfect in this, but I want to place myself daily at the foot of the cross. Yeah. I want to remind myself mm. of the gospel. I want to remind myself of who Christ is, what mm. he did. And Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if the son of God, if Christ himself, God himself has that heart where he mm. sees people for they are like, you constantly see in the gospels. He, he saw the crowd and had compassion on them. Yeah. Uh, he said, he tells us, I love that. He tells us about his heart. I'm gentle and lowly. Mm. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm. Take my yoke, which is a way of moving us, right? Yeah. And um, Mm. so practically how this plays out, like I want to walk the way that Christ did. I want my life to be marked at the end of my life. I want people to be like, man, when when I was around him, Mm. I felt like I was around Christ. I felt mm. like I was in the presence of Jesus mm. and um, not because I want anyone to be like, man, look how awesome mm. BB was, but I want them to mm. see like, man, how 
He did mm. not think much of himself. Mm. And so I, but daily, cause I, there's days where I wake up and I'm like, man, I think today I deserve a little praise. Absolutely. Yep. I deserve a little like, and that's not mm-hmm. it. And, uh, and I can rest mm. in that he is perfect and I don't have mm. to be, but I'm going to strive after it. Yeah. And, um, mm. so I think it's a lot. I think surrounding, I think it's proximity with Christ. Yep. So prayer, scripture, but I also think community where you're, where yeah. you let, you need people that can speak into you Yes. and call you out on your stuff. Yeah. Like I need men in my life that can like, and my wife to be able to call me out when I'm being a bonehead, you know, yeah. when I'm just an idiot mm-hmm. and she can, she can call me out for it <laughs> or my friends that mm-hmm. I let speak into me because yeah. I want to be more like Christ. Mm. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ in me. Mm. Galatians 2.20. I want that to be the stamp of my life. Mm. And that's it is when we, we come face to face with Jesus. I mean, we've, we've said it over and over and I'll say it again, that if, if you don't save your Christ, then you have not seen Mm -hmm. Christ for who he is. So when we have seen Christ for who he is, Mm. Mm. obedience is the only, the only proper response. Because if I claim to have seen him, and then I go live in my rebellion and my disobedience. Mm. I've missed him entirely. That's right. Mm. If I think that I have something better to offer, this world has something better to offer. Mm. But when I fix my eyes on Jesus, everything seems to fall back into perspective mm. and in its rightful place. That's mm. right. It's good. Both the rightful place of me on my face and his rightful place is the king of all kings sitting on his throne. Mm-hmm. And so we hope that in listening that you were mm-hmm. also being stirred with these similar emotions, that we're thankful that these are emotions that mm-hmm. Jesus also felt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that he's relatable. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. relatable. It's good. And we've sat in these quiet moments and in these pondering thoughts and these uh, just you can feel the emotional weight in the Mm. room and i'm thankful for it because when i really consider jesus it it should move me Mm -hmm. it should move me to respond and so our hope for you is that you're also stirred to worship and it moves you towards obedience Mm. We want to look more like Jesus mm-hmm. and we want to marvel at Jesus. Mm. It is only because of him mm. that we have even a taste of moments like this. Mm. That's right. And so, man, man, this has been good. Sharon, I'm so thankful. Yeah, thank I'm you so, so thankful much. that you were oh my goodness. with us and so much wisdom, so much oh, wisdom yeah. today. So, mm. man, mm. until next time. Mm. Whew. I've enjoyed it. Man. <laughs> That's good. Mm. I got I don't even want it to end, but I gotta end it. We gotta we, we yeah, gotta end it at some point. Yeah. So man, mm. get low, move slow, and fix your eyes on Jesus. Mm. We love you guys. Mm.